September 19, 1997. Uh, repeat that very grave news that's just come in. Mother Teresa, the tireless worker for the poor and underprivileged, has died. Ali McBeal. Go back to Jersey, Sonny. This is the city of the angels. And you haven't got any wings. To see their beloved four horsemen battle in the most match in the history of professional wrestling and on this one night we are very proud to bring you war games part of ball brawl hiya bobby hi ken you want to go for a ride sure ken jump in Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm Willie. I am Tim. Tim, what's up, buddy? Nothing. Just trying to. I think we both came in hot there. I'm oh. Trying to get these levels, these levels set. I'll be fiddling with them a little bit because what happens is it gets shifted around in my bag. Ah. So I think we're all right now. Just enjoy the ride, people. Yeah, fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, there you go. As they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning into Horror Movie Yearbook. Um, real quick before we dig into our, uh, I guess, the meat of our program this evening there's a lot of meat in that movie too which one the wishmaster yeah yes yeah we're gonna dig into some meat especially in the first like 10 minutes yeah and um, we're not just talking about ted raimi no well, well. <laughs> uh before we dig into the ted raimi of it all uh let's do some quick uh, uh you know i don't know just somewhere to reach us um you can shoot us emails at horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com and i did say emails yeah emails multiple things don't feel the need to send just one email. Right. Send, you know, a, a number of emails. Uh, don't break up one email into, like, seven emails, though. Just, like, one idea per email. Nah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Unless it's care. some sort of listicle that you've worked very hard on. Yes. <laughs> and then you want to yeah, break yeah. it up. And, yeah. Now, yeah, don't send us, like, one of those lame, like, uh, what is it, Screen Crush slideshow? Or what is uh, it, Screen cl- yeah. Crush or Screen... Which one is it? I think it, uh, Film School Rejects. I don't know. I think I they all do remember. it now. Yeah. Where like they, they get multiple hits on their website now by just having, well, it's been like this for years. The slideshow is, is a link. Yes. Yeah. To the, another. Very annoying. It's super annoying. I kind of skip that stuff at this point. Um, and it's always like top 10 MCU, top 10 people that have <laughs> yeah. appeared in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. 
Top Here's ten. the cameos in this movie. Um, top 10 characters in the Batman. Yeah. Silliness. Um, but yeah, I mean, send us whatever emails you want. Um, we're also on Twitter at HM Yearbook. We are on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. A uh, friend of the show, John, mentioned he would like us to cover Cast a Deadly Spell. The old HBO original movie, if I recall correctly. Yes, which is currently streaming on HBO Max. So yes. uh, we did respond to John on Twitter. But yes, John, we will definitely uh, put that on the list for sure um yeah i mean other than that not really a lot to talk about um let's do it i'm gonna gonna do a thought experiment with you okay it's it's wishmaster wish wishmaster related (laughs) this is gonna be fun yeah i've already saying worcestershire sauce half a like i've had half a drink of this beer and i'm already slurring my words it's because it's because you've probably been out in the sun yeah i have been yeah which is a first (laughs) <laughs> like not for you but for like Michigan yes it's been it's for, for like the last three days I've been outside I get done with I uh, get done with work and I'm at out home there. And I'm yeah. just like I'm going I'll be out in the hammock yeah yeah I've been doing some hammock time ate dinner outside tonight yeah. that's kind of cool yeah sorry about the hole in my sock I think there's a hole in the sock um I've been reading Christine and there's a line in Christine the book the Stephen King yeah. novel and there's a how line do you like, how do you like it by the way you know what? I really like. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's cool. such a silly idea that he somehow makes work. It works. It's getting yeah. to. This is kind of king for me in general too. A lot of the time, it's getting to that point towards the. I'm towards the end of the book now, where I'm just like, come on, come on, let's wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But no, it works. But he, there's a line where he says, "You clip your toenails so you don't put holes in your socks." Ah. You make sure to remind ah. people of that very fatherly. Motherly. Very nice. My holes in but, my socks always pop up in the same spot. It's like on like. Around the toe, but not quite toe, I don't think. Okay. Oh, no, mine's on the toe. Yeah. It's not for my toenail, though. It's probably for my calloused, it, my calloused toe. Yeah. And just gross, dry, calloused toe. <laughs> you might need to get some new socks there. Uh, yes. We'll dip into the old, we'll dip into the old Patreon funds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy Willie some, some socks. socks. I'm, I'm horrendous about socks, like, because I buy them and I wear them to the point where every sock I own is, like... Annihilated, and then I go buy a bunch more. Then you go buy a bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess I do that with everything. Anyway, um, so yeah, you have a little, uh, well, little yeah, uh, so the wishmaster experiment. We run into the wishmaster. We're walking down the street, and we run into the wishmaster. Yeah, he's downtown, and okay. we see him, and he goes, he goes, as you wish, I grant you three wishes. <laughs> this is my wishmaster impression. Uh, I grant you three wishes. Your wish. As you wish. And so he gives us three wishes. What three wishes are you... I guess... So I'll go first here. So... State your wish. Sorry. State your wish. We're going to do that a lot. I know I'm going to do that a lot. (laughs) This this whole episode, maybe an hour on us. State your wish. Trying to perfect our (laughs) Devoth impressions. Um, So, like, my three wishes would, of course, number one. Yeah. World peace. We need it right now. We need yeah. world peace. Just get selfish with it. Give me three selfish wishes. <laughs> this is selfish because I like. I swear I'm not going to start doing a Steve Martin bit. Uh, that that uh, Christmas bit he always does, or he did way back in the day. But no, world peace. Very selfish because it. By the way, this is this is not for world. This is to make me look good that I that I that I have wished for this. So it is selfish because. I would. I mean, obviously, want world peace, but this is just to make me feel good that I wish for world peace. Ah, and yes, now yes. I am the one. So now people can look to me when they see like this utopia that we live in. They look to me and they go, "That's the man." Him and the him and the gin. That is the man that gave world peace to us. Number two, um, of course, the most selfish 
of all would be immortality. Uh, sure. I, I would like to be immortal. Um, now, and this is the Wishmaster you're wishing these from, right? Right. So if you if you wished for world peace from the Wishmaster, you know what he would do, right? What would he do? Uh, Ron Artest would show up. Oh. And he'd kick the <laughs> shit out of you. That's the Wishmaster version of that wish. <laughs> so, so then what would he do for my second wish of immortality? Like he, I would I would be alive, but I would be he'd like... He'd freeze you in some sort of some, stone. <laughs> so you'd be, be sitting Some like, sort of like vegetable or yeah, something, right? Yeah. So then my last one, let's see if he could do this. Is uh, This is my, this is probably, I'm going to say it's the number two wish, but it might be my number one. Uh, I would like to put a stop to reaction videos on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, I would like the Wishmaster ma- to put an end to these. Not end the people making them, but have YouTube ban them from existing. These reaction videos, these people that watch trailers and act like they've never seen a film before, like like they're like they're in 1910 and like the great train is coming, pulling into the station, and they're just like, "Oh my god, it's Doctor Strange!" Yeah. We've seen in like ten movies already. <laughs> Um, so yeah. that's that's the most important wish, and I hope that's the one that Wishmaster doesn't screw me on. He'd pull them all from YouTube, and then you'd go to watch any movie in your collection or any streaming video, and it would be a reaction video to whatever you wanted to watch <laughs> instead. <laughs> Yo, wish. Um, As you wish, Mr. Uh, what would your three wishes be, Willie? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I put you on the spot. An end to we the had no pre-production meetings. An, an end to the legal Friday the Thirteenth legal battle that resulted in the movies getting made again. So okay, so there then Wishmaster would end this, and then I don't know, like he would put something else. The movies would really suck, <laughs> yes. like bad. <laughs> and they would all be like, uh, they'd all be Wishmaster sequels instead of. <laughs> I was gonna say they'd all just be like Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yes, I like that better. They would all just be <laughs> Freddy or Jason versus Wishmaster. Yeah, yes. As you wish. Um, I'd wish for... I think I'd wish for um, myself, my family, not to be rich, but to be financially... Have no financial worries for the rest of our... Okay. Like, not have to worry about paying bills and stuff like that. Okay. Not like I want a lavish mansion or I want a million dollars. I would just want like the bills to be covered for the rest of my life and my family's life. So how would Wishmaster screw you out of that? I don't know. See, that's the thing. Well, I mean, if it was just getting rid of bills, he would just kick you out of your house, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Go go live on the street. <laughs> don't want to pay bills. <laughs> bills. <laughs> There is some uh, questionable treatment of the uh, of the homeless by Wishmaster in, in the movie, so maybe we should maybe we should sidestep that a little maybe, bit. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I could I can think of. Or, okay. or he's like, oh, you want your family to be set, and then like your family would move in with some some rich some rich guy, so, yeah. or they move in with uh, what's his uh, what's his alter ego? Um. Oh, uh, Nathaniel. <laughs> I gotta look it up. It's really good. Steamy alter ego that all the ladies love. You don't want to worry about bills for your family, eh? I will take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> uh, he is. Let's see. What is his character's it's name? Not Tur- no, it's not it's Torelli. Gonna... <laughs> oh no, uh, Nathaniel oh, Demarest. <laughs> Nathaniel Demarest. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, yes. 
Um, my third wish would be for um, Kevin Feige to finally get off his ass and make a Nova movie so I can just... So you can rub it in my face. Rub it in your face. Yeah. Kevin Feige, of course, the head of Marvel. That's all I be, want. Yeah. So... Yeah. so <laughs> Okay, but then that I think that would be similar to your Friday the 13th where they make a Nova movie and it's it's like garbage. It's like yeah, the worst thing. Yeah, and then you laugh at me again. I'm just like, yeah. Or they make a Nova movie, but it's that Jeff Loeb Nova movie where like he's, oh, like, a, he's like a teenager. He's like 12, yeah. <laughs> it's like the nah, lamest version of the nah, character. Not the one I wanted. Brought to screen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep, that's, that'll be it. That's what will happen. <laughs> Mr. Feige, please make this Nova movie. Yeah. <laughs> Here is your Nova, Miles Teller. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> None of these are very good Wishmaster ah. impressions, but it's it's the dream cast for Nova, Ezra Miller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're shooting in Hawaii. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that Wishmaster, he's a. He's a wily fellow, yep. as we'll, we'll soon talk about. Um, <laughs> is there anything else before we get into this tie machine? No, want, I think you want to re- discuss. I think that's it for the wishes. If you, if you have three wishes that you would like to uh, for us to grant, yeah, we would love if you sent in your three wishes so we could screw you out of them. So we can ruin your life. <laughs> this should be a recurring segment on our show where we have someone send in three wishes and we just do our excellent wishmaster impression. <laughs> we, I we will do this. I'll make this a podcast. <laughs> The Wishmaster mailbag? Yes. Um, All right. Wishmaster from the year 1997. What's our time machine noise this time around? What do you think? Does Wishmaster have a noise in this? I just want to play... uh, Somebody should supercut all the like horrific shit in this movie with that song, don't with, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, with the Aladdin, you <laughs> cut it in with Aladdin, the best version. Please. Um, <laughs> um, oh, we better be careful singing those Disney songs, though. They'll, they'll, they will come after us. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, yeah, Willie, what do you want? Do you want? We're in, we're September nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Do you yes. want TV? Do you want movies? Or do you want? Music. I'm a music guy. Like, so you want I, music again? Music, I feel like, kind of takes me back to... It gets you in their headspace. So this is what we would be listening to. This is the top 100 from yeah. that week. I was 11. You were 13. So you yes. were just starting middle school? We're going to... Let's... Right? Uh, you're in let's, let's talk about our first, because I have vivid memories of my first experience with Wishmaster. Yeah. <laughs> this made that sound sexual, I think, as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, which, it's Javoff. Which may be... Was it you and the Wishmaster, or you, or you and Nathaniel Demarest? <laughs> my thirteen-year-old self, uh, my awakening. Sorry. Yes, by Nathaniel Demarest was witnessing Devos. <laughs> <laughs> um, this wasn't the one. So I think I rented. Uh, we'll talk about it later. All right. So we got to talk about these songs. Yeah. So number ten. This is what we're listening to on our way to see Wishmaster in the Cinemaplex. Number her, did you have a local theater that you went to? Uh, at this point in time, I would have been going to Star Southfield. Star Southfield? Yeah, a primarily. P- a perfect place to see Wishmaster. For the Wishmaster, yeah. Yes. I did not see Wishmaster in the theater. Me neither. Yeah. I would have had to have uh, gotten a note. My parents were not writing me a note to go see Wishmaster. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I did not see it in theaters. Number 10, the number 10 song in America this week 
1997, Foolish Games and You Were Meant for Me by Jewel. So I think it was, I think it was a, like a single A and B side, and they were both. Uh, okay. I guess it was number ten. Foolish Games, of course, was from the uh, was featured on the Batman and Robin soundtrack. That's right. Yeah, and then you were, uh, you were meant for me. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That was her big yeah. hit. Yeah, that was her the her big for yeah her big kind of first hit. Her breakthrough. Uh, Jewel. Yeah. Former uh, ditch digger in uh, Alaska, I believe. Yeah, she's lived quite an interesting life, hasn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. yeah, she was. I, I believe she was on the Mass Singer easily. I've not watched this season. She was. Uh, she was also on the show The Lions Den with Rob Lowe. You ever hear this show? Um, doesn't narrow it down when I say Rob Lowe legal drama, but uh, it's a Rob Lowe uh, legal drama. I think I kind of remember this. He's now. young. Here's why. Here's why I want to bring up Lions Den very quickly. He's a young hotshot lawyer, right? It's that classic legal show, very by the books, kind of. Like a legal show, like a lawyer show. There's a billion, a billion of them, right? And some of them have been good and some haven't. Well, the, the network decided to cancel it due to low ratings. And Rob Lowe and the head writer were like, hey, can we rewrite the finale okay. to like make it a definitive ending before we're off the air? And the, right. the, the studio's like, whatever. <laughs> and so Rob Lowe and the head writer decided to make to write the craziest, most batshit ending to this legal drama that they possibly could think of. <laughs> so randomly in the final episode, this is not a joke, this is really a real thing. It was called The Lion's Den? The Lion's Den. It also stars Kyle Chandler. Okay. Uh, uh, if I, hey, I don't have you on board right now, I don't I don't think, but I'm about to. Um, Rob Lowe's character is the lead. And in the final episode, you find out that his character has been murdering people in secret throughout the course of the show. He's a serial killer. And at the end of the show, he stabs Kyle Chandler out of the blue to death. And that's the end of the show. You'll see, like, cack- oh, no. and then he leaps out a window to his own death. And that's the end of the show. This was like a normal, like, elite, like a by the numbers legal drama. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden in the, the fat last episode, they're like, no, he was a serial killer. And then he offs Kyle Chandler and offs himself. Like, uh, crazy. This is created. So this is a, this is a rip torn Elizabeth Mitchell, David Krumholtz, spelled L Y O N S. Jewel is in it as well. Yeah, yes, yep. you're correct. It was on NBC. Um, the music was by the guy who did Friday Night Lights, and the it was created by Rame Rame Aboshan, who who was a he was the uh, worked on uh, Battlestar for a while on Capricorn. Isn't this nuts? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it. He did the, from the Earth to the Moon, the HBO space. That's amazing. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it just to like see this. I think you should at least. Happen. I think to, yeah, you should at least watch the pilot in the final episode. Yes, <laughs> just to see how off the rails it yes. goes by the end. Number all right, so that was number ten, Jewel. Number nine, you're gonna know this one. Mm-hmm. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Of course, the Aqua. Barbie girl. Aqua, Aqua. definitely. Aqua had another song. Uh, Nikki's a big Aqua fan, right? Big Aqua fan, yes. absolutely. Yeah, huge fan. Um, I don't remember the other song off the top of my head right now. I had that on my short list for things to buy her, like for various, like for whatever, like occasion, you know. Okay. Um, I had that on my like short list of like I want to get her some Aqua on vinyl because who doesn't want Aqua on vinyl? Yes. I know she, I know she will. Um, but yeah. Uh, big news in the future: the Barbie movie with Margot Robbie will not feature Barbie Girl. So. Yeah, well, there's issues there. <laughs> Mattel was or whoever owns Bar. I think it was Mattel. It's, it's Mattel. They not like the song. No, they sued Aqua. <laughs> yeah. And then Aqua was like, "It's not about your toy, right?" 
And they were like, "It's yes, it is. <laughs> like, we've heard the lyrics. Nice try. Yeah. Good no, stuff. Uh, number eight, Semi-Charmed Life. Do, 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 so you remember do, there, were, do, do, do. there was the album version and the radio version of the song. And the album version has like an extra verse in it. And Does every it? once in a while, you would, like you would come across it, and they would play it on the radio. It was like one of those things. Hmm. Like you were kind of, you're like, "What is this? What is this crazy thing?" I I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I I, li- I liked that album. That was like, <laughs> that that's like one of my. In my head, I went to basketball camp this summer. Now that I remember, I went to basketball camp at Michigan State University, and I listened to that album. And I want to say the Master P album that came out around that time, just on repeat constantly. Amazing. Yeah, because I, like I like to mix it up. Number seven, To Become One by the Spice Girls. It's kind of like a slow ballad. Yeah. Uh, number six is the Puff Daddy and Faith Evans song, I'll Be Missing You. So I believe that's the one. Yeah, that's the biggie one, right? The biggie one, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number five, How Do I Live from Leanne Rimes, which How I, do I live? Is uh, it the Con Air? Beautifully featured in Con Air. <laughs> Yes. I, I got your bunny. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the boat. What's your favorite performance in Conair? There's so many good ones, dude. <laughs> Conair is it? That's Buscemi, but... Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. But, uh... Conair is, like, one of those incredible... Dave Chappelle's really funny in Conair. It's one of those movies where, like, <laughs> Nick Cage doing that accent is, like, the fourth or fifth craziest thing in the movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's an insane movie. Like, literally, in an ensemble like that... With a lot of like, you know, kind of character actors, and there's a lot in that movie. Um, generally, you only have like one or two of the characters that are like the zany one. They all are the protagonist, yeah. the antagonist, even the straight man who's played by John Cusack is kind of out of his mind too. Yes, it's great. What a great movie. Uh, number four, Mo Money Mo Problems by Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah, and I believe that was a, a Diana Ross sample, right? I'm coming. Dun, dun. Yep, that's right. Uh, number three, You Make Me Wanna by Usher. Yep. Usher. Usher. You big Usher fan? Uh, I like Usher. The yeah. One. yeah I what was uh, Confessions Part 2 came on the radio the other oh, day? I was listening. That, is a, that is a jam. That's a good one. Yeah, Usher's <laughs> sweet. Um, Usher, uh, star of the faculty. Yes, um, indeed. indeed. And uh, star of Texas Rangers as well. I once I went to I, sorry I'm sorry you are correct. I distracted you with Texas Rangers. I, I knew it. Well, then I had something. I had uh, this. Yeah, this I remember. This is when I start like remembering things from like my because this is when I'm a teenager now. Yeah. And I remember this kid claimed that he memorized all of the dance steps from my way. My she likes him. Yep. And he, he pretended that he did not memorize these dance steps. He was. Oh, not, he told you he did. He was not as good of a dancer. As well, oh, Mr. Usher. To be fair. <laughs> so, if you can imagine. Yes, if you can imagine. I'm sure he was trying his very best. A young man from Gaylord, Gaylord Michigan, Northern Michigan, dancing to mm, Usher. That's incredible. <laughs> there you go. Imagine how good that is. Uh, and it was not me. It was not me. I, I, well, I know I'm better. You, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure, you know. Number two, quit playing games with my heart. Quit playing games with my heart. So that is quit playing games, and then in parentheses, it's with, with my heart. <laughs> Does that make sense? The unnecessary parentheses. Yeah. Is that grammatically correct? I, I guess it could be. I guess be. it could be. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's very unnecessary. <laughs> it would um, work either way, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I like Backstreet Boys. Um, I didn't back then. 
I have an appreciation for him now. That's not one of my favorites, though. What's your favorite BSB song? Backstreet's Back. Everybody. And now, is that the one where they're in the cool, like... Like, Dude, the mummy costume and shit. Yeah, like, yes. Whoa, 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 what's the one then when we're in the we're in the big Mega Man like robot costumes? Uh, that's um. Is that God. the same video? No, it's a different one. Hold on, <laughs> I'll look it up. Okay, good. Thank you. Because uh, then I will go into number one, which is "Honey" by Mariah Carey. And I be- I don't believe that's. I think "Honey" had an ODB verse, or was that "Fantasy"? It may have oh, been. Man. Or did "Honey" have a Jay Z verse? I think "Honey" had it like. It, like one of the remixes had a Jay Z verse, and then I think Fantasy had an ODB verse because the ODB verse was crazy. Um, That's yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> um, oh, uh, that is larger than life is the robot that one. That makes mm-hmm. you love. So I am kind of lame. Life. I like uh, my favorite BSB song is uh, what's their huge hit? I want it that way. Yeah, I think that's a terrific song. <laughs> yeah, that's I think a good that's, one. But Quibbling Games of My Heart is pretty good. That's the one where the, they're like in the rain in the video. Yes, that's yeah, that's good too. Yeah, I just I, I'm a sucker for Backstreet's Back. I I can't. Um, weird, that song isn't called Backstreet's Back. It's called Everybody parentheses Backstreet's, Backstreet's Back. Back. Yes, what the fuck? <laughs> that one almost makes sense because at least they're two completely separate. Like, yeah. thoughts like or it's I mean, a, it doesn't make sense, but it at least makes sense why they are separated. Like that. I get that. Yeah. Are there like is there like an abundance of nineties like? With 90 songs with parentheses that I feel like there probably are now. I feel like because I think like remember 98 Degrees had Give Me Just One Night Una Noche and Una Noche That's was in parentheses right. yeah so this was a thing I think people <laughs> so thought it was cool to put parentheses in the <laughs> it's like today when you see when you go on like your music steps your Spotify or whatever and every album is like all caps mm-hmm. now it's all caps or they take out like they take out the vowels so it's just like if it like seasons is S-Z-N-S so like back in the day it was parentheses yeah we go through you know through different trends I guess with song naming uh, new on TV around this time was Ally McBeal, the dancing Legal baby. drama? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the dancing baby that did not, I don't think it ended with Ally McBeal being a serial Was Rob Lowe on Ally McBeal for a while? It seems like something he would be in, but I don't know because West Wing was on at the same time. But he, how long was he on West Wing? He wasn't on it the whole run. Three years? When did his sex tape scandal come out though? Oh, that would have been around this time, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I thought he, that came out when he was on West Wing. I'm going to look up the Ally McBeal thing because I feel like he was on that show at some yeah. point, but I could be totally off base. I'll, I'll look it up. The number one movie in America at this time was L.A. Confidential, Curtis Hansen's L.A. Confidential. Curtis Hansen, who would, of course, go on to make 8 Mile, which we talked quite a bit about last week, if I recall. Yes, directly, that's in our right. our 2002 episode, so there you go. Were you an L.A. Confidential fan, or are you an L.A. Confidential <laughs> fan, I should say? I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've seen the whole movie start to finish. Okay. Like, it's one of those things, like, uh, when it was on, like, HBO when I was young, I think my dad was watching it, and I kind of, like, came in, and I sat down. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing start to finish. I'm, I apologize. Rob Lowe was not on... Um that I'm aware on on, on, on Ellie McBeal. McBeal. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was. Oh, For a yeah, couple yeah. seasons. Because uh, that was around the time he was having his issues as well. Yes, and then John Bon Jovi mm. was on it for a little while. Yeah, because John Bon Jovi was getting into acting around that time. That's right. A Vampires yeah. Los Muertos. <laughs> Perfect. We're not here to talk about... Vampires Los Muertos. Yet. <laughs> Give us time. <laughs> we are here to talk about 
Wishmaster. Is it Wishmaster or the Wishmaster? I think it's, I think just, it's just Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Yeah, it's just Wishmaster. Sorry yes. about that. So this is a, uh, you know what this is? What Before is we get started, uh, well, I mean, this ties into it. This is a Wes Craven Presents film. It is. Do you, can you name off, on IMDb, there are eight of these bad boys, including this. Can you name, I'm going to play a game with you, can you name the rest of these? I didn't know two of them existed. Of Wes Craven's Presents? Of Wes Craven Presents Oh, movies. there's no, I can't name a single other one. Oh, I'm sure you can. One of them, uh, I'll give you a hint. Well, three of them are directed by Patrick Lussier. One of them stars Gerard Butler and Justine Waddell. Oh wow! I, I'm I'm surprised you can't you can't get this one. No. It's gonna buy when I say this. It's gonna bump. Is you it? Up. Yeah, Dracula 2000. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh no! I yeah, yeah, sorry, I've never seen it. Is Gerard Butler Dracula in that movie? Yes. Oh, oh we should we should watch that one. Is it funny? It's very funny. I've never seen it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, oh. So then there were three of these, and that's what I was talking about with, so there's Dracula 2 Ascension. I did not know Dracula 2 Ascension and Dracula 3 Legacy existed. There were DTV movies directed by Patrick Lussier. These are sequels to Dracula 2000? Yes. But they do not star, like two, they all star Jason Scott Lee. Okay. Um, but two stars Craig Sheffer, of course, and three uh, stars Jason Scott Lee and Jason London, who I believe is from Mallrats. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. One of the London brothers. Um, isn't there a Dracula 3000? Is that related to these? There's an Andre 3000. <laughs> I think there's a Dracula 3000 yeah. and there's Coolio, and they fight Dracula in space. That sounds right. But I'll look it up. Yeah, that's not related to these. Okay, so okay. some of the other ones here. Wes Craven presents Mind Ripper. I have seen this because my local video store had this, and I went, what is this? <laughs> and I found out. Uh, Wes Craven presents They. Do you remember They? I do remember They. Yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, that was like, like she's uh, got all these fears and stuff, and they become yeah, real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They was like, That's right. was one of those West things. It, like, it, he didn't do have anything to do with it really, but it felt like a West thing where, like, it was a really cool idea that kind of sucked. Okay, <laughs> that like the execution wasn't the best. Yeah, uh, Dracula three thousand stars Coolio, Casper Van Dien, and Udo Kier. So it's probably really worth watching too. Okay, <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Uh, Wes Craven presents Carnival of Souls in nineteen ninety eight. Oh, that's okay. our Shawnee Smith. Yeah. And then Wes Craven presents Don't Look Down, which is a TV movie in 1998, which okay. stars Billy Burke. Billy Burke, yes. Yeah. So, Star of the Twilight franchise. Yeah. Okay. A woman tries to get over the death of her sister by taking over an acrophobiac group. So. Yeah, see, I wouldn't have guessed any. I'm not good with that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that's fine, because that's kind of the thing, is like I don't know how much Wes, Wes like, was slapping his name, or like whoever was producing these things at the time... If we can get Wes Craven on as a producer. Like, if he was attached to this idea at some point, or if he knows somebody. We'll like, throw Wes a little bit of money to put his name on it. Like, Patrick Lussier was his editor for a little right. bit. So, like, when he started doing those movies. They were that pro- kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, this is a Wes Craven Presents movie. Willie, do you remember your first experience with watching The Wishmaster? I do. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is one of those things. This movie sticks out in my brain, like where I was <laughs> when I watched. It's like the Kennedy assassination yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm for like, sure. Yeah. So this would have been okay. Okay, so I didn't see it until 2004, um, and I can tell you exactly what happened and why Wishmaster is a cherished DVD in my collection. Why it will never be. It's one of the, one of only a handful of DVDs I will never part with. 
And there's a reason for it. And I've parted with my other Wishmasters. I had all the whole series. You had the whole series? Yeah. I just kept did, my, my one and two two-pack. Did you have them all separate? Or did one and two in? were together. Okay. And then three and four were separate. Okay. Because I loved one and two enough where I had to, you know, had to move on to the series. <laughs> I was, I had just gotten a job at Family Video. I was still in high school and I had my own money for the first time in really ever. My first, my, my own money for for the first time consistently, like a real paycheck that would come on a basis, on a regular basis. And so like any smart 18-year-old, I spent said paycheck within like a day and a half of having it every time, right? And uh, I just bought a lot of DVDs. Yeah. um, Because I could buy my own movies now. And I bought a lot of horror movies in particular. Like, that was like my... You had family video. I had, when I started getting money for the first time, my own money, it was the Walmart $5 bid. Look out. Here we I go. Got to the Walmart $5 bid, yes. Here we go. So, I was in a Walmart, and we did not go to Walmart very often back then. My mom didn't go very often. I don't know why. I, I just, I don't know if she didn't like it or what, but we didn't go to Walmart very often. And uh, we were in Walmart, and at the, one of the... Uh, the end caps by the checkout line, there were a bunch of like DVDs and they're bargain DVDs. They weren't in the bin. They were on like an end cap thing. Yeah. And one of them was Wishmaster 1 and 2. I said, hell yeah, I'm going to buy that for five bucks. It's two movies. And I bought it and I just, I don't know. I have this weird soft spot. Oh, sorry. I, I was way off. I, okay. So you worked at Family Video, but you were in Walmart. Correct. So, okay. I thought you were buying these from Family Video. My no, bad. My, no, bad no. my bad. My bad. Okay. I've corrected I actually myself. bought this from... Um, from Walmart. From the Walmart. <laughs> yeah, it was the one and two two pack, and I was like, "This is sweet." I just got two movies for five bucks. The, yeah, that five dollar bit was such a treasure. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, I still have it. I have a like I said, it's like one of the first DVDs I remember buying with my own money, and then I remember watching them and going like, "I'm not mad that I bought those, but maybe I should like be a little bit more selective about just buying spending my money on movies." Right. I remember thinking that like I can't do this all the time. Like I got to pick and choose, and then I started buying like Anchor Bay stuff. Almost exclusively for a while there, so yeah, that was Anchor Bay was kind of Anchor Bay was the jam back in back in our day. Yeah. Back in our day, it was uh, I guess it would be similar to uh, no, because they would do new movies too, but kind of similar to like a Scream Factory or an Arrow kind of. There's a couple of my Anchor Bay releases that I won't get rid of. Uh, my my Anchor Bay Day of the Dead, I won't. I won't yeah, get that's rid of a really it. good. My my DVD. Yes, I, I could because I've got the Blu-ray and it has all the same stuff on it now, but like I can't. You can't bring yourself. To can't it. bring myself it. to do it, dude. Wasn't the, one of the Evil Dead's um, one of the Evil Dead releases really good on Anchor? Like, didn't they put together a really good Evil Dead release? I mean, yes, there are seriously like a million Evil. Dead. Yeah, and at this point, it's probably been duplicated by other people. But yes, there was a very good Evil Dead release. It was, um, you could get the Book of the Dead version. Yeah. Which is like the actual like rubbery. Gross. Oh yeah, and I had it. Yes, for Evil Dead One, and then my mom let one of her friends borrow it, and I never got it back. And it's a heartbreaker because those things are worth money now. Didn't it like stink too? Didn't it like? Oh, smell? it smelled horrible. <laughs> and then they did one for Evil Dead Two as well. A, think, a dead uh, Book of the Dead. I think my buddy Davis had the Book of the Dead. The yeah, yeah, that that edition. I remember. I'm sure by now it like it would be like crumbling apart. Yeah, yeah. But at the as time, dude, be. yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was my first Wishmaster experience. What did you think when you saw it as a kid? Oh, that was sweet. Okay. That was sweet. Um, I, uh, I mean, like, I had, I had fun with it. I had a good time with it. 
I, it didn't blow me away in any sort of major way, but I remember thinking, like, wow, that was rad. I like the effects. I like the throwback to slasher, uh, the slasher sensibilities. Um, we were kind of like, well, let's see, this was 97 when this movie came out. So, like, uh, when I saw it, it was 2004, so it was almost a decade later. And um, slashers were no bueno in, in 04. Um, and so this was fun to watch because it was kind of like a, a a slasher blind spot for me. Um, and it came out during that second heyday of slashers when Scream after Scream had come out. So yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with it for sure. As I did this time. So, so, okay. So my story with Wishmaster. Yes. I rented this as well. And I remember renting it and taking it home and I'm trying to, be sure on which one I rented the VHS. So I would have rented this because I remember this double feature now with the second Candyman movie, Farewell to the Flesh. So it would have been Wishmaster oh. and Farewell to the Flesh, I believe. I'm VHS yeah. is what I would have rented on. Both of these. <laughs> Candyman 2 is pretty good. Yeah, Candyman 2 is pretty good. What's funny is I googled the main actress in this and apparently she played like Jill's friend on one of the late, like a six episode run of Home Improvement. Oh. Like what? Like later in the show's run. And Candyman 2, of course, stars the dude from, uh, he's like, I can't remember if he's Tim's brother okay. on Home, Impro- Home Improvement or like okay. Al's brother, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like the lead actor. So it was a big Home Improvement night. For That's back amazing. Back. Anyway, but my experience first time watching Wishmaster is like the Wes Craven presents part of it kind of stuck out to me because this was right after Scream. Mm-hmm. What's funny about Wishmaster is that it is kind of so we hadn't we we talk about this where something hits like a Halloween or a Scream and then about yep. a year or two later that's when the machine starts to kick in and you start getting like what people think of because Scream yeah. would have come out later in 1997 mm-hmm. but that's when you start getting like what people think of, of like that teen slasher it's like oh, Wishmaster is this weird kind of caught in like the middle it is weird <laughs> right? like, it's kind of like those supernatural supernatural slashers that came in the 90s like Candyman and well I guess you could even throw like you could throw like Leprechaun in there as well or New Nightmare New Nightmare is mm-hmm. yeah what is nope. it gonna yeah, so those later Freddy sequels but like shocker <laughs> yeah but kind of those weird like weird supernatural post like that second cycle of like slasher yes, heyday sequels in the 90s so it's this it's this weird kind of throwback uncle sam um but jack frost uh ha. so but it's this weird kind of like it had come out after scream and it's after scream but it's this weird thing that does not mesh well with what was about to overtake theaters when it came to horror yeah so it was completely out of place, and when I was a kid, what I knew Wes Craven from at that point mainly was Scream. Um, I had not really die- dove into the New Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Like I knew of it, but I was a Scream guy, and that's where I knew Wes Craven and the name from. So I was kind of, I remember kind of expecting something like Scream, and what I got is nothing like Scream. It is a ludicrous. <laughs> supernatural slasher that is got some Clive Barker elements that I would there are some Clive Barker yes and well what's his uh, the writer wrote Hellraiser and he was part of he's part of Clive Barker's um, 
play company. Perlis Cabal. Yeah, he's part of uh, Peter Atkins. Is uh, he's a member of the Dog Company, which is a theater group with Clive Barker and Doug Bradley. Okay, so yeah, so they put on like they put on um, they've uh, he's written novels, but yeah, yeah, they do, they put on shows like I think one of them is called like Frankenstein's Lover or something oh like that. <laughs> something something that sounds amazing. very Clive. <laughs> something amazing like that, but. But yeah, I did not get Scream. I got something completely different. And yeah. when I was a teenager and I was looking for Scream and I was like all excited for like that type of movie, like this is lame as hell. Look at this dork. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> look, look at this goofball. <clears throat> what is this guy doing? Wishmaster. Yeah. I liked some of the gore, Yeah, but I'm like, this is, this is really stupid. Yeah. Now... My second time going around, this movie holds up way better. It rules. <laughs> <clears throat> this movie rules. It is amazingly watchable. I don't, I'm not going to defend it as like one of the great. Like it's not like when we watch like Candyman again, and I think we both went like, oh well, this is like a classic. Yeah. Like we need to hold this up as a classic. This is just like if you if you want to sit down and watch a gory, funny, goofy ninety minute movie, this is for you. This is a great party movie. Yes. Like <clears throat> it's a ton of fun for that. Like the it's it the the effects are a ton of fun. The kills are ridiculous and over the top and insane. Devoff is having the time of his life. We all are role. with him. Oh, he's oh, he's he's great. He know he hey, he knew the assignment. <laughs> he understood the assignment <clears throat> indeed. He went for it. Um, it's got a ton of like, f- like legitimately fun cameos. Um, you know, Kane and Tony Todd and Ted Raimi and the, Angus the, Scrim is the narrator. The plot of this movie is so good because it hinges on Ted Raimi living or dying. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. Uh, Robert Englund's in this. Uh, Joe Pilato, uh, Rhodes is, from, yeah. yep. He's in this. Uh, God, there's a ton of different cameos. Did you name Tony Todd? I think you named Tony I Todd. I did, yeah. yep. Rico Ross from Aliens, isn't it? Uh, George Buck Flowers in it, who's been in a ton of stuff. Reggie Bannister's in this. He is. Um, I mean, it's just like, it's kind of an amazing, fu- and they're all playing interesting and fun characters, like even for their brief moments on screen. Um, and of course, Vern Troyer's in this. Can't forget Vern Troyer. Yeah, this is... As the little slug creature, right? Jin, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the effects. So this is directed by uh, Robert Kurtzman. Before we get into the plot, Robert Kurtzman, of course, is the K and K and B. K and K and B. Yes, he Evil Dead Two, Night of the Creeps, all sorts of um, from Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, he wrote that, right? So an incredibly talented. Yes, and yeah. some of the he did. Is Cambia the effects for Walking Dead as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicotero does all that. Nicotero, yeah, and he yeah, directs yeah. a bunch of episodes too. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. So and yep. then and the new Creep Show as well. But I find that these effects guys that have been around a long time do a surprisingly good job of directing these things. Uh, like Savini with Savini with the Night of the Living Dead yes. remake, which I think is great. Me too. Um, this one, Pumpkinhead, Stan Winston directing Pumpkinhead. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just there's a lot of really solid examples with the right type of movie, which Wishmaster, uh, Pumpkinhead, and Night of the Living Dead are. It's it's a great fit. It's a great mm-hmm. fit. Yes, yep. exactly. So yep. and <laughs> this has some incredible special effects, like the first five to ten minutes, and then the last. The stretch. opening, like Macedonia or Egypt? What is it? Egypt or is it? Yes. The, where are we at? 
Yeah. Where? Uh, yeah. Well, let's. You want to get into the plot? Yeah, let's see, do it. Let's, yeah, yeah. We let's might as see well. if we can jog. We might as well jog our memory here. Yeah. A narrator or narrator. Narrator. Angus Scrim explains that when God breathed, and just stop me whenever, God breathed life into the universe, the light gave birth to angels, the earth gave birth to man, the fire gave birth to the jinn, creatures condemned to dwell in the void between the worlds. This, this shit is, doesn't work if anybody reads it, but when Angus reads it, I'm in. <laughs> uh, the void between the worlds, I would like to visit this, like the liminal space, like the space oh, between yes. times. I would like to visit this someday. <laughs> so I, a big, I hear about it all the time. It seems like quite the place to be. I know. There's a lot of cool people running around. <laughs> If a person wakes a jinn, they will receive three wishes, but the third wish will free legions of jinn on Earth. In 1127, the jinn, Andrew Devoff, asks a Persian emperor, there you go, uh, to make his second wish. When the emperor wishes to see wonders, the jinn uses his powers to torture and mutilate people in the palace. This scene is insane. In- oh, it, and, it, and it sets the tone. This is how you kick off a horror movie. Yes. Young filmmakers, take yep. note of Wishmaster. It sets the tone and it tells you exactly what kind of ride you're in for. Yes. Because you're basically going to see this again even more insane. Right away, like, there is a part, like, where a creature is, like, coming out of this guy's stomach. It's so sweet. And it's, like, reaching it. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And there's a dude that's randomly, like, part snake and he's like, help me. <laughs> It's really, it rules, dude. <laughs> Everything about this sequence rules. Uh, the emperor is horrified, but the jinn tells him to use his third wish to th- set things right. Before the emperor can make his third wish, Zoraster, a sorcerer, explains the consequences of the third wish and reveals a fire opal, which pulls the din inside and trash. This, this buzzkill shows up <laughs> with a red rock, and he's like, get in there, jinn. I wanted to see what was going to happen when they got the third wish. I want to see their jinn show up and party. You know, I would watch it. I'm sure you would. I would watch the movie where all the gins just hang out and like screw with Earth. Yeah, all the gins, including Jin, Jin from Lost. Yes, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, this uh, this fire opal plays a big role in the rest of the film. It does. Yes, I would hope that all the other gin were played by Andrew Devolf as well. Right, just uh, like he's kind of like uh, Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor, just playing all the roles Jeez, as the gin family. <laughs> the gin. Holy shit. <laughs> Which master to the gin? Could you imagine the cro- the gin meets the clumps? Oh, stop. <laughs> the crossover I didn't know I wanted until just now. In present day America, Raymond Beaumont, oh. Robert England. All of these are named after like horror and science fiction writers. Yes, too. which is fun yeah. too. Uh, uh, England is, he's something, I love England, right? Uh, he is great in this role because he is, I love the way he plays, how he's just so much more annoyed that they dropped the piece rather than how like being upset that they killed Ted Raimi. Yes, yes, they didn't care. He didn't care about Ted Raimi. He's just, he's just slightly annoying. He's, he's, yeah, he keeps he keeps mentioning too. He's like, that's where I would have had the statue if it hadn't been broken. <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> I love <clears throat> England because like he basically becomes muted Freddy Krueger in every role he ever plays right. in horror movies, where he's just kind of like hissing at everybody. Right. And it's so fun. It's so silly. <laughs> So he's supervising workers, lowering a box containing an antique statue of Ahura Mazda onto a ship. The crane operator, Mickey Torelli, who is played by one Mr. Joseph Pilato, is drunk and drops the box, killing Beaumont's assistant, Ed Fidley, played by Ted Raimi, and destroying the statue. His reaction, too, to crushing Ted Raimi is really funny. (laughs) He kind of goes, oh, I goofed. (laughs) Like, not like... Oh God! What have I done? Kind of like oh, ee. yeah. Uh. It's like a, <laughs> gonna Whoop. get a write up for that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Ted, of course, kills it in his oh, small role, as Ted's always. In, Ted's incredible. A dock worker steals the fire opal from the rubble and pawns it. This is a great... This is awesome. This is a great bit. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the jewel reaches Regal Auctioneers, where Nick Merritt, played by Chris Lemon, instructs appraiser Alexandra Alex Amberson, played by Tammy Loren, who I mentioned was on a stretch of home improvement. And that's pretty much about all I recognize her from. Sure. To examine it, which wakes the gin. So, real quick, though, we've talked about some of the side characters. I do have to say this. The leads are not good in this movie. No. No. No, they are not. Uh, this was a lead. I think the role originally of uh, Alex Amberson was supposed to go to Dina Meyer. Ah, Of yes. course, from Star Trip, Starship Troopers fame. Dina couldn't handle being around Devoff. Is well, what's going on? I that okay. Okay. I don't have the inside info. Or she. Got I'd the, the chemistry was probably too. You know what though? She also Starship Troopers was around this time, so there may have been uh, some conflicts. Yeah, 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 yeah. She. Well, I mean, you can't make a wrong choice. I like to think that that Devoff and and Dina had such undeniable chemistry that the audiences would have wanted them to get together as opposed to yeah yeah the the, the audiences wish would have been for them yes to get together. Yes. Alex sees something inside the jewel and leaves it with her close friend and colleague, Josh Ankman. Josh Who really wants a date. <laughs> yeah, he's one of our uh, one of our favorite characters. The the unbelievably unstoppably horny male. Yes, <laughs> like adult male, not even like teenager. Like guy. won't calm like, down. Like the uh, Adam Arkin. <laughs> yes, your favorite of all. Yes. yes, yes, like the the too horny to function. Like yes, what does he do throughout his day? How like, do you get by? Hey man, why don't you take care of this before work? Just go. Yeah, go, <laughs> go handle, take care of the bathroom and come out like a normal person. Jesus. <laughs> As he is collecting data, the gem explodes, destroying the lab and releasing the jinn. Josh, wounded, wishes for relief from his physical pain, and the jinn grants him his re- wish by killing him. As you wish. How does he kill him? This is a good kill. He right? just kind of like. Oh wait! Some of these kills. So this doesn't he just kind of like start vomiting blood and yes. twitching? I mean, there's not really much to it. This is one of those things where, like, excuse me, is one of those classic like later era Freddy movies in some ways where it's a mix of like really sweet kills and a mix of like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, we'll get to the Tony Todd kill later and the <laughs> the Kane Hodder kill. Alex, having been informed of Josh's death by Lieutenant Nathanson, played by Rico Ross, tracks the gem to the statue, which she tracks to Beaumont, who sends Alex to visit Wendy Derleth, Jenny O'Hara, a folklore professor, <laughs> who explains the history of the gem. Boy, does she, and the nature of the gin. She's really good, too. <laughs> she is. She has a couple scenes in this. Yeah. And it's the second one where she gets to lay it on really thick. Oh, yeah. A jinn grants wishes in exchange for souls, but as jinns are jinns are demonic in nature. Man, jinns is a lot in this Wikipedia uh, summary in nature. The wishes will be twisted into curses for the jinn's amusement. Later, Alex, this is a plot-heavy movie, learns that the jinn needs the power, needs to power the gem with human souls, and then grant her the person who originally released him three wishes before he can open the gateway to release so I, his fellow gin. I want to mention this. I always like when a, when a slasher villain has, has strict rules Yes, and they try to stick to him as, as, as much as possible. So I appreciate the, uh, the filmmakers for doing that here. You know, he's got, he's got a, a thing, a list of things to take care of. He's got to get some souls by granting some random, random one-off wishes to people. And he does that throughout the course of the movie. He does a very good job of it. Uh, plus, that means we get to see people, like, you know, uh, get the wishes turned on them. And then he's got to figure out this Alex situation and get those three wishes from her. So he's got a very d- 
defined yes. goal in mind. So that's so you so I think I'm in the same boat as you. I go back and forth on this because of course like the great slasher Michael Myers in the first movie has like no real reason. Sure, just, sure. But like if you do that in your slasher movie, you run the risk of cribbing off of Michael, like you comparing to Michael Myers, if your guy's just like a mindless killer, just out there killing. People. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they, and they don't all have rules, I should say, but like, but a lot of them at certain... least have a set. Like even Jason, there's a reason for. Well, him. Jason stays. Well, I guess except with the exception of a couple movies, he generally stays in Camp Crystal Lake. So right. at least there's that kind of like rule to him where he's that's his stomping ground. Yes, and and, and, and that's where you have to. I guess there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing, but Freddy has a rhyme or reason. Yeah, well, even yes. Michael, or even Michael Myers does in, in a certain sense because he comes out on Halloween's. Right. So there's a certain you know he does have some rules about him at least. Fair enough. That he mm-hmm. has to follow. Yeah. So the gin. Okay, so we got to get back to the gin here. Three wishes again. Meanwhile. The djinn takes the form of a dead man and uses the name Nathaniel Deverest. So that's right. Yes. The djinn finds the corpse. <laughs> finds the corpse of Andrew Devoff, takes his face off, and yeah. then becomes Nathaniel Deverest. so sweet because he like rips his, he wears it. It's pretty sweet. And he, then he becomes Devoff. He becomes Nathaniel Demarest. Demarest. He kills the stoner from Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> the one who talks about t-shirts. Yes. Um, kills him. Uh, yeah. So he goes on, he kills a pharmacist, Reggie Bannister, with the wish of a vengeful vagrant, played by George Buck Fowler, Flower, and Grant's sales clerk, Ariella, wish for eternal beauty by turning her into a mannequin. Yes. <laughs> so that part is, uh, that's where uh, Nathaniel, that's where his playboy side comes I out. love, I like, I, I'm not knocking Devon, it's not a bad looking dude, but like, I love how like, Anytime he's in full Nathaniel Demarest mo- mode, like any any woman he interacts with is like, oh, hello. Yes, like, even when he's saying like shitty things, like your beauty will fade, you know. Yeah, oh, they're like into him. Yeah. They're like, I-, I love it. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it will. It's, it's get on it while it's getting it's good. Get here. business, yeah. <laughs> Searching for Alex, he goes to Nath- Nathanson to gain her information. Nathanson refuses to help him, but the gin grants Nathanson's wish to easily prove a criminal's guilt by having the criminal go on a shooting spree inside the police precinct. And in the chaos, Alex finds Alex's home address and leaves. He next visits Nick, killing a security guard, Kane Hodder, along the way f- by fusing him into stained glass. When yeah, Kane, is that what he does to him? When the guard it says, doesn't look great. he'd like to see the gin go through me. We got to talk about Kane here real quick. There's some early CG stuff in this movie that's not good. The, yeah, so he puts him in the... It's glass. I, I'm guessing they're calling it stained glass because he's kind of yeah. segmented in it and it yeah, kind of looks like yeah. stained glass. What we have to talk about, though, is Kane's beard in this movie, because I've never seen anything like it. It's incredible. So it's it's kind of a normal beard. It's well-trimmed, yeah, uh, well-manicured, and it goes, it, it, it's taking care of the chin and mm-hmm. then on the neckline, yeah. but then he is, he's seemingly shaved the sides, like the sideburns down, yeah. kind of like straight. So he's just left with like half a beard and then like yeah, a patch the of si- skin sideburns. on both sides. <laughs> But like the yeah yeah so it like you can see like it's kind of cheek too that he shaved yeah it's the one of the odder beers I ever beards I've ever seen in my life have you ever seen anybody like this could anybody I don't even know if Kane pulls it off if we if we okay the next convention that you and I go to together Kane will be there yes can we ask him what were you like what were you well, will you will you uh, like I can ask the question but I'm gonna need somebody with me because I feel like 
I'm just like, we have to be careful how we phrase this to him too. Like we just watched we Wishmaster like, not long ago, and I need to ask you. Yeah. Different beard look. What was up with that? Yeah, was that like your style back was that, then? Was that what you were rocking back then, or was that done for the movie? Right. And he'll probably <laughs> probably be like, "What the hell?" Throw one of us through a fucking table. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Do you want a picture of me by Jason X costume? Or Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Do you want to? And they'll be like, "No, we want you to go back there, shave your beard." I want you to have the Wishmaster beard. I want an in-costume security guard from Wishmaster. <laughs> Alex sees troubling visions every time the Jin grants wishes. Yeah, this has got one of those things though that I ah, uh, it gets old. I don't like. I kind of don't like when characters psychic have, connections to killers. No, it's no. kind of lame. It's it's annoying. She can she consults Derelith again, but soon realizes that she's talking to the Jin, who has killed Derelith and taken her form. The Jin confronts Alex and offers her three wishes. In the spirit of wishes, <laughs> well, how does he say it? It's like wishes, right? He kind of like drags out the wishes. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. In the spirit of fair play, because that's that's what the Jin is most concerned with. He's all about fair play. Yes, I do like that he's concerned with the rules. Yes. Like you said, uh, he offers a free wish. You get a freebie here. He's all right. He's an all right guy. Right? Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do that. Just to see. Oh, wait. He offers a free wish just to see what will happen. So he's just like, yeah, let's see what she comes up with yeah, let's here. Go. I'm going to screw her out of it anyway. Yeah. She wishes for him to shoot himself, but of course he's immortal, and the gunshot fails to harm him. <laughs> Using the first of her three official wishes now, Alex wishes to know what he is. <laughs> like, uh, well, I'm a I, gin. I guess that makes sense, though, because you have to know what you're dealing she's with. She's looking for a weakness. Yes, I think. That, that makes sense. I'm sure she's done plenty of research. Well, she has a psychic connection with him as well. The Jin teleports her to his hellish world within the gem, which terrifies her as he boasts his evil to her. So his his gem is kind of like his genie bottle, right? Kind of like yeah. so, you, but it's a hellish world. It's not like it's not like genie from Aladdin, where he's got like he's got the big like the couches and the lights. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you're a big Aladdin fan. You like Aladdin, right? Do you not like Aladdin? I like Aladdin a lot. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. one. Of, I think it's. I think it's got one of the best soundtracks. Probably, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I only have one. I, the Land's my number two. Uh, like, Disney movie, yeah. Oh, your sound traditional, first. traditional animated, hand drawn, classic animated. Is Disney your number film. one Jungle Book? Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. OG Lion King is like about as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. The music, the plot, the characters. It just yeah. I would I would have to agree. Yeah, I, and then it's Aladdin for me. Yeah. yeah. The Jin teleports her to his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she wishes then to it. So her, she uses her second wish. She wants to get back to her apartment to get out of his lair. The Jin had been threatening Alex's sister Shannon, played by Wendy Benson. So Alex hurries to a party. Beaumont invited them to earlier. This is a party too. It's a rager. <laughs> yeah, it's a rager. Everybody's there. It's not as good as. Uh, it's not what Robert England's character wants. He wants, he essentially he wants like an orgy too. Oh, Robert England's character wants to bone. He is he's thrown but not this, traditional bone. He's thrown this party for the sole purpose of it. At some point, turning into an orgy, at least at least a small orgy in some room, where himself. he's the center of <laughs> attention. Yes, yes. <laughs> the gin follows again. This guy says Nathaniel Deverest. Ugh. 
Alex tells Dorman, Johnny Valentine, who I believe is an old pro wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Played by, but also in this movie, played by Tony Todd to hold the gin as he is trying to kill her. However, the gin manipulates Valentine into making a wish to escape his routine life, allowing the gin to tra- trap Valentine in a Chinese water torture cell, making his way into the party. So it's like a Houdini. Thing. Well, he even says, Houdini did it in seconds. <laughs> what does. What so stupid. What does he say in this movie? Poor, my name is Valentine. Johnny Valentine. You remember that when you tell them how you lost your eye. That's what Tony Todd says. Hell yeah. Tony Todd making the most, as he always does. Tony Todd rules. Yes. He does. He mm-hmm. rules. <laughs> so there you go. I think that's the last of our cameos, our kind of Comic-Con Yeah, the bi- Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and look, I... <sighs> Mm. In a lot of circumstances, under under a lot of circumstances, I find this kind of stuff obnoxious. Having like genre people cameo and stuff just to be like, "Look, I have clout, right? I got this person in my movie." I think it can work sometimes. I get like, I get tired of, and I'll be honest, I get tired of like zombie doing it sometimes. Rob Zombie, Um, because I think sometimes zombie. Puts that before finding the right person for the right for the role. Sometimes he likes to stunt cast before he likes to think about like who would actually be good in this part. Yes, um, but for a movie like Wishmaster, these are all like go, silly. They're, they're silly bit parts. Yes. They're comedic, you know they're goofy characters. Go for it. Yeah, go nuts. And they're and they're cool as hell people. Like yeah, <laughs> and they picked really f- cool people to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It works for me in this movie. The the Jin charms Beaumont by. Who wishes his party would be unforgettable, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your most unfor- unforgettable party? Oh, man. Um, I You know, there's a few for different reasons. Okay. Not all good reasons. I'm not going to name them all here. Um, I'll name one that you were at. How about this? Yeah, for sure. You uh, was a Halloween party, and you came over. You had just gotten off of a shift at the video store. You had to I close that down, night. down, yeah. You walked down because we live pretty close, mm. and uh, I think you were like, "Well, I'm, I, you crashed." I think at the house because you're like, "Well, I'll have a couple of drinks. I won't worry about leaving." And you know, that would happen when I was at a party. Yeah, yeah. and and I think you just left the car at the video store because to heck probably, with it. Yeah, I probably had to work the next day. probably the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I remember you. Um, even though you worked a shift at the video store, you made sure you came over in costume because what you did was you just tucked your polo in. Mm-hmm. Or no, you pulled your polo out of your jeans. Yeah, you put jeans on. Yeah, and you brought a, a fake toy gun, and you were like, "I'm Brian O'Connor, Agent Brian, Special Agent Brian O'Connor." It was perfect. It was perfect. It was yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's that was a nice. That was fun. I don't know what I was. What, what was I dressed as that year? Do you remember what it was? Okay, so the only costumes I remember there was a black black swan costume there, yes, and a Batman costume. A coworker there. of ours was was from Black Swan. Were you Jafar that year? It could have been. Yeah. Oh, very fitting. Yes, very fitting for what yes. we're talking about tonight. One who, you, one you who becomes Jafar, a gin, or you may have been Casey Jones. Ah, uh, that was probably Casey Jones' year. I think so. I was real drunk. Yes, and I would have been by the time you got there. Yes, yes. You had to play, play catch up. Well, I probably got there at midnight. Yeah. So, but that was one of those things where I could catch up very. Oh, quickly. you did. Yeah. yeah. And so I, it was one of those things too, where like I showed up, I saw where you were at, and I like gotta I'm go. Do, I'm doing this. Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm gonna this. be this guy. <laughs> I'm doing it tonight. It's one of those things. <laughs> I just had to close down that video store. Screw this. Where I'm like, yeah, everybody. I see where everybody else is at. I could get by with. 
where I'm going to be at as I'm well. I'm going to make this happen. Yep. So yeah, it was a good party. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I ate cheese sticks that night. I didn't throw it. <laughs> now you used to do you used to do cheese sticks. Did you used to do the uh, Applebee? Was that you that you did the uh, Applebee's thing? No, 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 no. That's somebody else. But okay. I used to get the um, the giant bulk Costco cheese stick box. Okay. Yeah, I'd make those. But uh, you know, I did not eat cheese sticks that night. That was this was a different night. Um, there was a young lady there who was really drunk, like too drunk. And when you see somebody that drunk, especially especially uh, for me, a woman that drunk, I get nervous because I don't want uh, her to be in a situation that's not good. You know. And I trusted everybody in the house, but you just don't know. I mean, just so I remember, I'm like, let's you know, let's get her some water. So that, you know, right. I just want to do the right thing and whatnot. And I was like, Hey, let me get you something to eat. What do you want? And I started naming things off and whatnot. And she goes, cheese sticks. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll get you cheese sticks. And I made her cheese sticks. And I remember I, I met her a handful of times after that at different things. And, uh, I, 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 I didn't never learned her name. I never knew her name. I just, I didn't, she was, came over as a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing. I never actually got to know her name. And so I was always like, cheese sticks! And like, she'd always like laugh when she saw me when yeah. I called her cheese sticks. Yeah. Because yeah. I fed her cheese sticks. Yeah. So, there you go. This one's for cheese sticks. <laughs> so the gin... Uh, so the party's unforgettable. Yes. And the, thus the gin causes artwork to kill Beaumont. Sorry. That was the part I picked back <laughs> The gin causes artwork to kill Beaumont. It sure the, does. The it guests sure does. and security guards called in to help. So this is like when shit hits the fan and it gets cool again. Yeah. Eventually the gin corners the sisters and attempts to scare Alex into making her third wish by trapping Shannon in a burning painting. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, can we just talk about some of the, the, the fun gooey stuff that's going on oh, here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's important. This is the showcase. This is where they really, they've set you up with some cool uh, practical effects throughout the course of the movie. And now they can really go nuts because the gin can do anything. Especially with a wish as broad as, like, I want to kill her party or the craziest party, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they do some fun stuff. They have this cool, like, weasel thing that twists a guy's face. And he's got this weird twisty face and he's, like, getting vacuumed or something. It's very strange, but it's sweet. Uh, we got some piano wire action. Always good. Which is always good, yeah. yeah. Underrated, the piano wire. Um, we've got statues coming to life and murdering people. Another thing always good. Always sweet. <laughs> um, I always think of Creepshow, too, when I think of that. Yeah. Um, we've got my personal favorite, which is a corpse dangling from the ceiling with this weird, like, flapping tentacle coming out of its chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never really gets explained. No. It's just kind of happening in the back, but it, they they like you're supposed to think like it's yeah some like, sort of demon has yeah, yeah. taken over. But there's like seven shots of that. Like they keep closing in on the. <laughs> well, Chris was just really happy with the effect. He loved it, so he's, he's like, like, "Fuck it, yeah, <laughs> edit that shit back in there. Give us another shot of the flappy yeah thing." Yeah. One other thing I, I want: it. there's a 24 minute like making of video that it seems to have come out around the time that the DVD would be my guess. Yeah, probably because it's one of those like cheaply made ones where they play like two minutes of the movie and then they cut to a interview with one of the people. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, uh, <coughs> Kurtzman talks in the movie. He's like, he's like uh, a lot of people these days they'll talk about how they and this reminds me of the elevated genre 
we get now, but nah. they talk about how they're not making horror, they're making a psychological thriller, and he's like, no, I'm making a horror movie here. <laughs> so that's what you get in this scene. I love this it. Is why, uh, yeah, I was wanted to bring it up. He wanted to showcase his skills, and he... And he does. He does so. Yep, he does. Alex's, Alex wishes that Torelli had not been drunk at work two days ago, which the gin is forced to grant. This seems like a kind of, I don't know, it's, it seems like the gin should have thought of this loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> I'm fairly certain this happens in the sequel, too. Yeah. <laughs> that the, the main, uh, main person just goes like, uh, yeah, I wish that this shit didn't happen. I wish that a butterfly landed on him. At some yeah. Point, yeah, but this one does the events that follow the destruction of the statue and traps the gin in the fire opal again. So yeah, the gin's kind of the idiot. The now sober Torelli lowers the crate with no problems. Alex visits Josh, now alive again, who notices that Alex seems pleased with herself, though she does not explain why. Inside the jewel on statue of Hura Mazda is the statue of her. Mazda now in Beaumont's private collection the gin sits on a throne waiting to be released yes and Robert England is happy so that's the important thing he got a statue yeah I think that's uh, Robert England's character arc here yes uh, he finally gets what he deserves <laughs> he's the main character um, yeah good stuff uh, I did fail to mention my favorite scene and I want to mention it before we, we, we end our review um, the jewel dealer sleazy jewel dealer guy Nick um, yeah. Oh, he is really good at this movie. Really good. And there's a scene where he wishes for a million dollars. He's like, I'm not a greedy man. How about a million dollars? And they randomly cut to an old lady buying a ticket for a flight. Yeah. And, like, anybody with half a brain is like, okay, this is his mom. And she's, like, talking about, like, uh, do you have some, the, I think, the, like, the lady at the at the at like the desk for the uh, airline companies, like, you know, who, uh, do you have anybody who's your, like, what does she say, like, your beneficiary right. or something like that? And I'm like, they don't do that before you get on a flight first. <laughs> did, is that, did, did they do this at any time? Like, how fucked up would that be to be like, hey, if this thing goes down, yeah. you know, like, I think that she <laughs> sorted this out with her lawyer yeah. ahead of time, not with the lady at the United desk. Like, <laughs> but anyway, she goes, any beneficiary, and she goes, my son, Nicholas, and then, like, as if we now have not figured out whose mother this is, she goes, he's an esteemed jewel uh, <laughs> jewel dealer, don't you know? She, like, says that. Like, that's the line. He's, he's an esteemed jewel dealer. And I was like, holy shit. They really wanted to sell that. Like, that. Like this is the guy's mom. And then they cut to, a, like, stock footage of an airplane taking off a runway. And then a shitty explosion. <laughs> it's so sweet. That whole sequence fucking rules. I'm sorry. I had to mention <laughs> Thank that. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, a couple, there's a really good jaw rip in this movie at one point. Yes. I wrote that down. Yes. That's there, in the uh, the police station siege thing, right? Where the guy goes nuts. Doesn't he grab a yes, jaw? And just, yeah. 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 There is a very funny scene where she's a basketball coach, where she gives advice that uh, seems way more geared toward the plot of the movie yeah. than to any sort of basketball coaching advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry Manfredini did the score. Oh, sweet. and it's kind of funny. You can kind of like I was I when I found out about it, like I kind of listened to it and it kind of sounds like his Jason X score at some points, kind of kind of what he would end up doing. Interesting. And there is some hilarious source music early on. Like, yeah, there like, is. There's like sub like Google Dolls level ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's a um there's a Pearl Jam ripoff too. Yes, where you're like, that, that, wait, is uh, did they get Pearl Jam for this? And then it ends with a Lemmy song. It ends with Motorhead, right? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> 
They blew all the budget on Motorhead. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let me let me's cocaine budget was too high. <laughs> Dude, I had to mention those things, and I think we've talked about it all. Final thoughts. Ah, it's amazing. It's masterpiece. So much fun. Watch this fucking movie. It is. It's on Tui now. It is definitely it's so it. sweet. It's, it's also so on Freevee. <laughs> you heard of Freevee? Oh, yeah, I just found out about it this week because it's. Uh, what is Freevee? So Freevee's owned by one of the big companies now. Too. I want to say is is it a Prime? Is it? An I don't Amazon? know. I don't even know anymore. Because <laughs> I don't know, but it just says yeah. Oh yeah, Freevee from Amazon. Yeah, so Freevee's an Amazon thing, but I thought Amazon. Had IMDb TV as well now too. So I will say this though: there well, are Amazon just buys everything. So there are a lot of this has kind of been a, kind of a I think a positive offshoot from the cord cutting is there have been a lot of really cool free services that have popped up and that I are act, under the radar. And we and we kind of we joke about Tubi a little bit, but I actually really, Tubi rules. Tubi's great, um, and there are like there are certain ones like you can get on uh, Roku or. Pluto TV, like they have channels that yeah. just show. Um, I can't remember the one. Bloody Disgusting had an article for it too. Search it out today, but it's it's on Friday the Thirteenth. It's got like a Japanese, like the Ring movies are going to be streaming all day. <laughs> so like that is one that of the rules. That's one of the good things. Like as we get into the cord cutting and the streaming wars, a lot of a lot of people can't afford all of these streaming services, but there are some really neat free ones out there. Yeah, too. There are. So yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, Wishmaster is is a ton. It's of fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> what do we? It's my. Uh, it's well, my yeah. Pick. No, don't ask me. This is your uh, your 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 birthday treat to yourself. So it will be my birthday coming up. Yes, I believe. Depending on when we record, maybe on my birthday. I don't know. But anyway. Oh yeah. Um, it depends on when. What's Sorry. your actual day of birth? Uh, twenty five. So okay. it would be. Either usually it would be the day after, but yeah. anyway, who knows? Um, this is one of the stars, two of my favorite actors. Mm. This is based on a video game. Ah, <laughs> it's on HBO. Uh, you can rent it. This is uh, a <laughs> this movie. I might have it. I remember being so hyped for it because of. Do you know I knew it was already? Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't even have to say the name of it. No, but it's Doom. Yeah, oh yeah. It's Doom. 100%. Starring The Rock and Carl Urban, who is who I was referring to. I have a piece of artwork that you drew me. Yeah. <laughs> we have not done this movie yet. Some Doom fan artwork. I, here's the thing is, I am not a huge fan of the video game, so you will be getting no, like, did you... you I've played I don't care Doom. about the game. I played the I mean, game. I played it. Yeah. Doom and Doom 2? Hell yeah. Yeah, I played it, but I played like, Doom 3, too. You are not going to get any sort no. of in-depth. No. <laughs> this is going to be all about how excited I was in 2005 because of that first-person sequence thing yeah. at Comic-Con. Dude, I'm so jazzed. I can't. I can't wait. I think this movie rules. I think this movie like, is a lot of fun. Unironically, like I, I think, think the rock. Sweet. I think this is one of my favorite rock performances. It's so sweet. <laughs> Carl Urban kills it too. Yes. Yeah. No, this movie rules. So I have to check. I might own this movie. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. If yeah. not, you can rent it. If uh, and it's on HBO. But yeah. as of right now, that Excellent. will be the. And then we'll be jumping into our uh, summer, summer of Cronenberg. We're going to be lighting things up. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. We're we're we have to figure out our lineup soon, and then yes. we'll yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think we yeah we batten we bettened out a couple of them, yep. but I want to get some early stuff and some late stuff in too. I yep. think we'll mix some stuff in, but we're gonna have some fun before we get to all Dave. Yeah, <laughs> let's celebrate life <laughs> with Wishmaster and Doom back to back. There so. we go. Perfect. Um, Horrormovieyearbook gmail dot com at hm yearbook on Twitter. Horrormovieyearbook on Facebook and Instagram. I think that's it. We're on YouTube. Horrormovieyearbook. Yes. Uh, that's it. 
Sweet. Thank you, everybody. Have uh, stay safe out there. <laughs> stay scared as you wish. <laughs> <laughs>